0: Yeah.
1: And welcome to the AtCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your ace attorney, Soup.
2: And I'm your ace prosecutor, Renu.
1: This week, At stands for Attorneys Turnabout because we'll be talking about Phoenix Wright, ace attorney. But before we get into that, what have we been up to?
2: Boy, it's been a hot second since we've chatted. <laughs>
1: Uh that's that's true. We recorded the last episode a while ago and then I I like disappeared for um about a month and mm-hmm.
2: um yeah. Yeah.
1: So so yeah. how how have you been in that time, Renny?
2: <laughs> I've been fine. Um work has been like really uh a lot um this past week especially because I had a deadline. Um today mm, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that's Kind of done ish. I'll wrap that up next week. Um, but in the meantime, we also took in a new foster kitty. Um, nice, nice. We uh, he was like a stray that was hanging out in an apartment complex, and the apartment complex charged like a hundred dollar per month pet rent on top of like a three hundred dollar uh pet deposit. And so the lady who found him uh really wanted to take him in, but she couldn't afford it because she had a kid, you know, and she had to you
1: know, right
2: support. <laughs> her family. Um, so she had posted about anyone who might be able to take him in because especially that particular night, it was going to rain and be especially cold that night. Um, and so uh, my roommate responded to the post and we took him in and he's been a real sweetheart who is also super like, he has sniffed out all of the catnip we've had in the house and just exploded it all oh like, everywhere. God. Oh my God. <laughs> um. And so then we hid, or my roommate hid a um a bag like, you know, somewhere in the kitchen and he still found it and he exploded all over the kitchen counter. And so it's just, we just cleaned up catnip from the kitchen today <laughs> before we started oh. recording. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> but that otherwise, like a lot. yeah, he's, I think that's basically his only bad behavior that we found so far. Otherwise he's like super sweet and he's very cuddly. He's super chill considering he's, like maybe almost a year old, you know, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so he still got like a bit of that kitten energy and playfulness, but otherwise he's kind of like king of the castle. Like, all right, this is some new digs. I like this. <laughs> yep, um, the only problem, yeah, is druggy. <laughs> he is a hardcore drug addict he at such a young to age. Do weed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before, uh, well, actually, right after I got home. Um, uh, I decided to take a nap, and he was just big cuddles. He had his face like pressed up against mine as I was sleeping. <laughs> so he's he's very very cute. Um, cute. Yeah, he's like a gray tabby with white socks. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Yeah. So uh, we got him for a while. I guess uh, we're, we got him uh, set up as an appointment or for an appointment to get fixed and all that, and checked out at the vet. So you know new mm mhm 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 nice very nice yep. um i think that's about basically what i've been up to oh i beat monster hunter world finally as well oh nice nice just <laughs> yeah. in time for monster hunter rise exactly i already got my copy of it so i'm ready to break it open this weekend
1: <laughs> oh oh man i'm re- i'm ready to just lose Renu to the universe <laughs> just be like hey hey Renu, um it's uh it's time to record the next episode of the podcast i
2: it's got like- one more monster <laughs> No, don't interrupt I me. <laughs> I can't. I have to hunt. I must hunt. The hunt it calls. <laughs>
1: Monster Hunter is on such a like a weird schedule for me because it, yeah. it, I feel like, um, and this is partially because I don't I don't like play Monster Hunter, even though it has uh, always been kind of an intriguing game to me, um, mm-hmm. and one that I've always wanted to play at some point. Sure. But uh, it's very odd because I, and this might have to do with my perception of time, but it feels like a new Monster Hunter game comes out like every two seconds.
0: <laughs> I feel it like we were be. just talking
1: about Monster Hunter World, <laughs> and suddenly, like, hey, there's a new one. I'm like, what? There's a new one? How fast did they crank these things out?
2: Let's see. When did Monster Hunter World come out?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Oh,
2: 2017. All right, so
1: 2017. Like- so for like four yeah. years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. That's not too bad. I think because they also they released Iceborne. Um, I think. Oh came, yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. I guess so. I guess yeah. so. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, well yeah, you you that, you never get
2: it. to stop you know you just keep going <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true i mean it is, it's one of those things that's like um people really like monster hunter but people also don't realize just how popular it is in yeah. japan where it's like it's like the mega hit it that is people yeah. buy consoles for right yeah like monster hunter is to japan what like call of duty is or was uh to to like the united states in like you know uh the 2010s right (laughs) i feel like i mean they still sell a shit ton of copies but oh yeah um the the relevance of it as a a game that people like really go out of their way to get is has kind of fallen off um Mm -hmm. but like yeah yeah i mean there's probably many reasons uh for that um like monster hunter is a a delightful game where you hunt giant dinosaurs <laughs> and uh, get your your ass handed to you. And Call of Duty is a game where you commit war crimes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know. <laughs> maybe maybe we're done with war crimes, but not done with dinosaurs. I don't think we'll ever be done with dinosaurs.
2: But it's like animal crimes, you know? Right. You're right. you're hunting and carving I mean, up these animals it's... for their parts.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I guess the question is 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 like um, in in Monster Hunter right are you uh-huh. disrupting the ecosystem by hunting all these no. monsters or or are you it's supposed to be preserving doing... the
2: ecosystem yeah I, was gonna say,
1: <laughs> I I feel like you're you're doing some kind of service I don't yes. know what the what the setup is that you can just go out and hunt like 40 plesiosauruses or whatever <laughs> but um, evidently if you can do that there are there are obviously too many predators I guess
2: I that, yeah essentially it's um it gets to a point where the monsters are so large and disruptive. They're like, "Yo, this is gonna destroy the island that we live on. We gotta kill this thing or or make it like turn around and go in the other direction." You know, so there's some quests like that too. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I imagine you would like it once you got into it, since you like um stuff like dark souls and stuff like that too yeah yeah Yeah.
1: i mean it's again it's always been one of those games that i've been curious about um Mm -hmm. and have wanted to play but traditionally i've just not had um a console for it right because it uh hasn't really been uh as available uh stateside until very recently yeah whereas in in japan it was it was just all over the place but um yeah yeah, but the problem is that now I'm at a point where um, it's just hitting me where I, like, just don't have, like, a lot of time to sink into a game that is, like, you know, ostensibly a lot of grinding.
2: <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of it. I agree.
1: <laughs> right, because it's, it's mm-hmm. like, as as fun as it is to hunt a big monster and, you mm-hmm. know, progress your, your items and stuff, and I do love all of that stuff, Um, mm-hmm. but I already play, like, you know, like one or two games like that, concurrently yeah. so yeah um, it, it's it's hard to find time to, to put another one in there um as well as like right now I've, i feel like i've been playing a lot more video game than i have been um in in a while uh, there mm. was like definitely a a, a month's long period uh, after i played um like after i kind of stopped playing overwatch where i uh, feel like i didn't really play that many video games Mm. And, uh, I feel like I've suddenly kind of gotten, gotten back into, to playing a lot of games. Um, mostly because,
0: Mm.
1: yeah, mostly because, um, some of my friends, uh, have been playing, uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which is a, um, I don't know if you know what like an auto chess is, but it's like an auto chess game.
2: I have heard Um, of auto chess games. I, I don't really know what goes into them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's basically, you just like set up a, um, uh you set up an an army i guess and then uh you duke it out with other people who have set up their army and then uh every turn you get to like change and like you know upgrade and sell stuff Um, oh it's it's really fun it's really fun that's interesting like yeah well it's fun because it's um it is it's like very random um Hmm. you don't really know what you're gonna get but um there's there's an element of fun uh, to that. I think Hearthstone has more randomness to it um than something like Teamfight Tactics, which is like the the original like Auto Chess, uh, I guess. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's been a very good time. I have played maybe way too much of it. I I started playing because um and this is like the 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 big thing, right, where um I have uh, been away for the past month and as a result um, I, I went without my laptop specifically because I was like okay if I just bring you know the iPad I can get work done and I won't be distracted by video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. this, this was like the big thing for me. I did not want to be distracted by video games. I was like yeah. okay I'll take this opportunity to you know work on my work and I will take this opportunity to catch up on like my youtube backlog and my <laughs> manga backlog and and then my friend did a terrible thing to me oh where he was like you know you know what's a good game uh for ipad a uh, good game to play mobile um hearthstone battlegrounds and i was like <laughs> i mean i guess i could like i guess i could try it and <laughs> um, like a couple of games i was like it was it was over
2: i was hooked. oh um, no
1: yeah, that was a problem. Um, I did get, you know, the work I needed to done. Um, okay, that's good. Part, so that, that was yeah. nice. Uh, but I did end up playing a lot of Battlegrounds. And now that I'm home, <laughs> I play a lot of it as well. And... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. it, in addition to that, I've been playing a lot of, um, a lot of Granblue recently. There's a lot of, um, because the anniversary event just uh, came in and has more or less gone. The, um, there's a lot of, like, new updates to the game. So, you know, there's lots of stuff to, to do. Like they added a uh, a special buff to the the sort of end game raid, so you can just do it solo instead of having to like rely on other people, which is very nice. Um, it has been a, a godsend for me. It's not super efficient because you need to farm a lot of materials to activate it, but I would rather do that than the social anxiety of like, oh no, it's a six person raid. I'm one six of this raid. If I fail the raid, everybody dies.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and i would rather just you know um that's uh it's uh uh eh, eh. anyway um but also my friends have been playing payday recently um payday mm-hmm. 2 which mm-hmm. is uh it's, it's a pretty old game at this point i think it's i think it's uh launched in like 2013
2: yeah. yeah um
1: but we recently got back into it because we were just like hey what if we just like started playing payday because i i sunk a ton of time in that game um yeah. back in the day right i have like 400 some hours in it i think um and i haven't oh even God. been playing it recently, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, because my friends have been playing but i've been busy because i've been sitting here like oh no i have a deadline to meet no um, <laughs> but as uh, yeah as soon as that's that's over i'm gonna start playing that again um so it feels like i've been kind of playing a lot of video games recently mm-hmm. which is um yeah yeah i've also obviously we've been streaming ace attorney we started ace attorney 2 yeah yeah, um that's that's super fun. Um I Ace Attorney 2 I think is the one that I have started the most times. Um I have finished it at least once, but I I don't think I've ever finished it past that. <laughs> um just just because I think it has some of the weakest cases. Oh, um, okay. The last case is good in Ace Attorney 2, though. Okay. Uh and then I'm really stoked for Ace Attorney three because that's 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 great. I mean, I think the middle case in that one lags, but
2: oh mm. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I've been really enjoying our playthrough of the Ace Attorney games. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
1: mm-hmm. been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I like having a um, cause. Here's the here's the thing about my my streaming schedule is that like I stream at such inconsistent like weird times <laughs> that <laughs> I like having a regular stream that yeah. like I'm I can kind of um gauge how many people are going to show up. Um we we show up at the same time, um mm-hmm. you know, we have a schedule. You know, sometimes we're a little bit a little bit late gathering, but you know, we we got stuff going on. Um and then we get to just like play Ace attorney for a couple hours. It's nice. I like it.
2: Yeah. That. It is nice.
1: <laughs> um yep. I, I i will say it is very funny though because it because it's on saturday night um it means that we um it is much more difficult to just kind of gorilla record an episode the day before it's supposed to go live um,
2: <laughs> yeah we don't really do is, that anymore <laughs> which is why
1: we didn't do um uh, why this episode is did not go live when it was technically scheduled to uh was a week late um because we just uh I we just couldn't um the reason being that I've been away for for about a month by the way is um I went up to to Oregon to visit my partner and um then we moved down together back back into yeah. my parents' house um Big because, cute yeah <laughs> Um, that has been, God, That it was just kind of an an entire ordeal, like packing up a house <laughs> and then, like, stuffing it into a, a U-Haul and uh-huh. then driving down all the way. Um, yeah. Luckily, um, my my partner's parents were nice enough to, uh, uh, drive the U-Haul down while we, uh, whoa we just drive the, the that's car That's
2: nice. Down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, How long of a drive is it? Um, it's about 10-ish hours. Okay. Um, like, in, in that range, right, from, right. from, uh, portland area to like bay area it's about 10 ish hours um give or take yeah and which is funny because like it's not that much longer than for instance if you drove from the bay area to like la so like northern Southern <laughs> california is like just that length right yeah it's just, it's just long yes um but yeah that was uh that was uh, oh god i mean it was very tiring right oh, i'm sure um yeah i uh I still don't think I've fully shrugged off all of the, like, um, fatigue um, from uh-huh. moving, but that's just because, you know, I've got, like, a, a weak, terrible body that's, like, out of shape that I have not <laughs> um, taken, like, extremely good care of. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been exciting, um, because we, uh, obviously, because I live in the shed now, um, and that's... Uh, Weird, weirdly i like the shed I, I kind of like it because it's like um i feel like i'm even further away from my parents right <laughs> um which isn't to say that like you know i don't like living with my parents it's very nice living with my parents um but there there's just kind of like the pressure of having your parents hovering in the living room like one door separated from your room is like kind of a lot you know what i mean
2: sure yeah i get that because
1: like you know, it's their house. They're hanging out yeah. in the living room, but I'm still just like, my parents are there. I gotta behave.
2: <laughs> you're like, you yeah. you got a, like a compromise between having your own place, at all, but also being your family.
1: <laughs> right? It, exactly. Exactly. Um, it, it, and I mean, it just means that like the um, like, I, 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 it's nice. It's nice. Um, I, I get to stay That's from good. away from the prying eye of my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, which isn't to say that they're they're nosy necessarily. It's just that um, you know, it's your parents are like a weird entity to you, I think. Um <laughs> when you become an adult, right? Um especially if you still live with them. You're just like, I don't know what the sort of expectation here is. <laughs> I'm technically still your child, but like um shrug emoji, I guess. Um but yeah, that's been nice. Um we came down with um with Philip and um he was Beep. <laughs> Very stressed for a, oh, a couple I'm of sure. days. Um, yeah. he didn't like being in a new place. Mm-hmm. And everything was like loud. Mm-hmm. Everything was like too warm and sunny.
0: Um, mm-hmm. you know, moving
1: from Oregon in like um early spring to California is kind of wild because um we were we were like sleeping and uh, outside it was like below freezing. And then, like, we drove down to California, and it's suddenly, like, 75 degrees outside. And we're like, oh, oh, it's so <laughs> warm. Why is it summer already? Um, we just happened to come down during, like, a like kind of a heat spike. Um, mm. It should normalize a little bit more to, like, average spring temperatures. But, like, it's been, like, it was, like, 84 today,
0: right? Wow. So
1: it's, been, it's, been, it's, been, it's very warm. Yeah. Um, it, it's very much a... um. It's very much a system shock, I would say. Um yeah. <laughs> coming back to California uh, after being away for a month. It's not it's not <laughs> cuz like when I left it was like, you know, um like 50, 60 outside uh and then I went up there and it was colder than that and then I came down and it was way warmer.
2: Yeah, I mean so. like a, a near 30 degree difference will definitely shock anyone. <laughs>
1: But anyway, my body is still adjusting to that. Um it's still kind of um I think part of it is also um adjusting back to my like nocturnal sleeping schedule um so that I can, you know, take care of Bark and everything. Um, <laughs> that has been uh I think that's been healing me weirdly enough. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's my natural state. um yeah so philip has uh philip was uh very stressed for a couple of days um he was just as shocked as i was at the at the temperature um especially because his fur is like really dense and thick
2: oh i'm sure which is
1: um not awesome for like california but he's he's probably gonna just start gradually shedding it yeah (laughs)
2: yeah yeah his coat will adjust um
1: yeah uh so basically, um, I moved into the shed, and my partner moved into what used to be my room um and that's where professor Philip lives uh and he was very stressed <laughs> for a couple of days, but now he's um very settled um <laughs> you can tell he's settled because he starts being a menace um, he, <laughs> yes like yes, like you leave him in the room and he goes.
0: Um, you don't it's... love me anymore. You don't love me. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> on the the first like uh one of the the first nights that we were um here, uh, Bark actually because Bark still really likes going into what used to be my room because he's mm. just like,
0: oh this is this is soups. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> um
1: and so he managed to slip in one of the first nights and uh Philip was not having it. Uh. He was so <laughs> upset. He was like hissing and like um. You know, uh, he was like hissing and growling. I had to, I had to pick up Bark and skedaddle.
2: Um, Orange think, kitty fight. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't think Bark cared like at all. Right. Yeah. So I had to, I had to, uh, I had to separate the two boys at first because <laughs> Philip was super stressed. <laughs> but um, now, uh, very recently, they have uh, started to get along.
2: You know? Oh i can't wait for the kitty cuddle pictures <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know if they're ever gonna like cuddle i want um, it <laughs> but they they are definitely not fighting anymore um that's good they they did a lot of little sniffing at each other through the window mm-hmm. um because Barack is an outdoor cat and and philip is not allowed outside because we <laughs> will never we will never get him back <laughs> um but uh yeah uh, and then he came in the other day and they like sniffed each other and they seemed to like they seemed to vibe you know mm. uh, they like flopped and and sniffed Aww. each other they sniff each other a lot actually philip mm-hmm. is like what the fuck is this <laughs> why do you smell like this you're a stinky <laughs> old man <laughs> And Bark is just sitting there like, I got, gotta put up with this, I guess.
2: <laughs> this youngin'.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh that's been nice. I really like that. I enjoy that my cats are getting along, right? <laughs> um, uh whenever they are allowed to hang out together, they um like Bark will just kinda wander around the house and Philip will like trot after him. It's very cute.
2: Oh,
1: and then Bark's like, I want to go outside, and we have to we have to be like, Phil, you yeah. can't go outside. And he's yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to go, I want to go,
1: yeah. I want to go on an adventure. <laughs> but you know, we we we're, we're very fearful for uh, what would happen if he went outside. Um, Bark, mm-hmm. we know, is like, I mean, it's not it's not good for a cat to be outside, but like Bark is, you know. He knows his way around. He always comes back. Uh, technically speaking, he's not even our cat. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, there's there's stuff to be said about that. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're that's getting good. along. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's kind of the, been the like big thing that I've been up to. Obviously, the the move um, has been exhausting. I feel like I haven't quite even fully decompressed yet um because like you know obviously you change your living situation even if you're living at a uh, home and uh things feel a little bit a little bit weird different right like i moved from uh my house to another my house and then <laughs> that was just weird for like a couple weeks right sure um yeah. before you you really get settled um yeah the only really inconvenient thing is that like i have to like trundle outside to to go to the bathroom um right <laughs> I have to turn to outside and then go into the main house and then go to the bathroom, <laughs> which is a little annoying, but not a deal breaker. Obviously, like I mm-hmm. lived in I lived in a dorm room for a year. I mm-hmm. I can handle this. Uh, this True. is not this is not like a a big issue. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I will say it's very funny though because my parents keep shaming me for <laughs> coming to the main house. They're like, yeah. You, you, you're gonna go, like, make some food? You're gonna pee? So, what? <laughs> Why? What? what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, shaming me for how, how often I go to the main house, and I'm like, you guys know I live here, right? Like, I know I live in the shed, but I also live in this house. I'm you don't this have household. a kitchen or a bathroom out there. Do they want you to just
2: do it in the yard or what? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. My... My my family just roasts me for whatever. I'll just take whatever <laughs> opportunity. I guess it's, all... <sighs> it's
2: almost anyway. like you live there or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Just I mean, God, we wouldn't want anybody to think I live here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, let's uh, let's let's uh, get into talking about the uh, old topic then. Yeah. Um. Because uh, that's that's all I've been up to. We we're going to be talking about Ace Attorney, which um, was just kind of an economical like topic, honestly, um, because we, <laughs> we have been playing Ace Attorney, Yes, right? yes. So, obviously, it's it's time to talk about the first one. If you want to watch us play the uh, first Ace Attorney game, um, you can go look at the VODs. They're all on my YouTube channel. Woo-woo. So, um, Ace Attorney is, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, and I don't know who is unfamiliar with Ace Attorney at this point, but it's basically a detective lawyer game where you are a lawyer <laughs>
2: detective
1: and you, ha- you must do lawyering but in the process of doing lawyering you do detectiving
2: we do some questionable lawyering and some definitely questionable, questionable detectiving yeah. <laughs> um
1: It's okay. So it is, it is very funny. And it's it's worth mentioning now um, that the director of the game when he created it was very much like, I want to make a mystery game that is set in court, not I want to make a court game, right? So it. It really makes sense when you look at it because um the uh the way the trials proceed is not even remotely close to anything resembling, you know, real life <laughs> law. Um it's kind of a, a legal dystopic nightmare. And um yeah, right? Like there is a three day trial uh limit, so trials can only go to three days. Um there's a lot of trial by ambush, so like people are just like popping evidence left and right. They're like, I found this and slipped it into my pocket. Here's the evidence. Bam, take that. And people have to just accept it as legitimate. Um, until, like, the last case of the first game where we're like, oh, it's, evidence law is very important. And then never again we talk about evidence law. Ever. <laughs>
2: uh... <laughs> It's like exhausting um, yeah. but also just very funny because it's on brand with the rest of the game and the fact that you said oh, that Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like it's, <laughs>
1: it, it's a game that plays very fast and loose and it's very wacky.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> like it wouldn't quite make sense for them to take the loss so seriously but then have all this this incredibly colorful cast of characters and and hijinks that they get up to like I right, I, I exactly. kind of like that they take like the more parody comedic approach to uh yeah, law. Yeah, yeah
1: i mean there is um and and this is this is the thing right is that um this is uh, an important thing to consider when um talking about and interpreting art which is that um it can be interpreted in in any way uh regardless of what the author thinks about it or mm-hmm. uh, intended when they created it right so a lot of people kind of um have mentioned that you can very much read ace attorney as a as a satirical piece about yeah. um the kind of unfairness of the law uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. the way that the system is is stacked against people, and it's not, I would say, like that much of a stretch to really um, examine it in in that way. Um, obviously, I don't think
2: so. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, it's it's like people are are caught in unfortunate circumstances, and they are going into a system that is not designed for them to to succeed, right? Um, all of the evidence points to them being the or and they have to be like, no! And, and like, it, it, it's funny because, like, you... When you really consider it, like, Phoenix Wright has to prove that someone else in the audience yeah. is the murderer, or, like, one yeah. of the witnesses is the murderer, yeah. or else they cannot... Like, he cannot get a not-guilty verdict, right? Um...
2: <laughs> he has to prove their motive, their method, it- like exactly. everything. He has to
1: force them into a logical corner where they will like uh, yeah. do a do a breakdown where they're yeah. just like,
2: ah, you're right, confess, I am the yes. murderer, I did the <laughs> yep. murder, yeah, I had
1: to do it, I had to do it, you know, I
0: had to do it to him. <laughs> um,
1: so <laughs> it, it's um, it's very silly, but it's also um, very much possible to read it as a critique of um not just the japanese law system but like the the law in general um i will say japan has a very high conviction rate for um like prosecutorial cases um, but that's because they don't bring cases to court unless they are sure that they will get a conviction it's actually it's actually very interesting because um it shares this similarity with um, like U.S. courts where U.S. courts, 95 to 97% of cases are, are not settled in court, right? Mm-hmm, um, they're mm-hmm. just negotiated outside of, outside of court. Right? Yeah, settlements
2: um, and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Settlements, plea deals, you know, all, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but uh, when they're in court, I feel like it, it kind of can pretty easily go either way. I feel like when things, when things go to court, and they're heard in front of a, you know, a judge um, and a jury unless they're like really silly um, or ridiculous um, or just kind of made in bad faith. Right. Um, they, I feel like, have a little bit more balance to them. I know, obviously, you know, um, we have the, the history of the, you know, racism embedded into U.S. law to, to contend with, um, obviously. Right. But like Japan has like a ninety nine percent like conviction rate, uh, and everything else they just negotiate a deal outside of court, and mm-hmm. that is, I feel like slightly different, right? Because it means that prosecutors in in Japan, it almost feels more like they're putting on a show, right? Because it's right, not like because yeah. when things go mm-hmm. to court, it's not like um, it's not like they're going to court to prove uh prove like this or that. It's more like they're just showing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a show, uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's like a performance, right? Um. And I like that the main sort of antagonists of, uh, of Ace Attorney are, you know, people who, um, like, you have uh, two different prosecutors in the first game. You know, you have Miles Edgeworth, who is a very good prosecutor, um, but you can tell that he is not, like his mentor Manfred von Karma because von Karma wants the conviction he doesn't care about whether people are guilty or not he just wants the conviction right mm-hmm. um, whereas uh, Edgeworth wants to find the truth right he wants to, to uh, you know uh, he has deep personal reasons for wanting to put criminals <laughs> in, in places where they cannot hurt people and it's his job to, to prove that um, but he's not like He's not about to go out of his way to shoot an attorney, uh, because he <laughs> lost a, a, a court case, right?
2: Wait, what so. about Winston Payne? He's a prosecutor. <laughs> ah, yes.
1: Oh, Winston <laughs> Payne. I mean, he sure is a
2: prosecutor. The true mastermind. <laughs> the true mastermind, right. Um,
1: yeah, I, uh. So, I mean, reading it as a as a satirical piece about, you know, the law is, it is I would say, a very valid way of reading it. Um, but, you know, uh, that's... yeah that's, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of something I wanted to touch on. Because, like, it, it is important to talk about that uh, the intention of it was just to mostly be a mystery...
2: I like that. I think it's drama funny. ...drama <laughs> series. Yeah. yeah. Or a
1: mystery drama game that yeah. happens to be set in court, which I, I think is kind of fun, honestly. Um you play fast and loose with the rules. You break a lot of laws for sure. It's definitely like it's movie court, right? Things just happen yes, yes, and they're definitely allowed to movie happen court. like that. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm completely okay with that. Um, yeah, it's very it's funny. a game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, oh,
1: yeah, it's just a game. It's very it's a very exaggerated game. Yeah, um, I'm not even expecting it to be consistent about its own rules. No. Um, <laughs> It's just kind of, it's very, like, Calvin Ball, right? Like, it's it's just kind of, like, we're making up the rules as we go along. Yeah. Like, the judge can pass down a verdict, and then someone can be like, Objection! Yeah, yeah!
0: <laughs> it's happening And you're the like, what, you just now. did the- oh! <laughs>
2: but you go along
1: with it, because it's fun. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. I Honestly, I love how much Ace Attorney commits to just being, like, absolutely <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. Where... Like all of the characters are are just way larger than life. They're really vibrant and dynamic. Um, they're, uh, they're they're they all of their names are puns. They have mm-hmm. like very distinct voices. Um, it's pretty easy to tell. Like this, this is the thing, right? Where we are playing through Ace Attorney and we're voicing all the characters, but it is very easy to tell how to voice a character just from the way they come across. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And actually, <laughs> this is funny though because um, there is a detail that I really like about Ace Attorney, where um, the sound that it makes when the the text is going the, yeah,
2: the mm-hmm.
1: um, it's pitched differently for each character. Each yeah, character yeah, has their mm-hmm. own unique pitch to it.
2: Yep, yep.
1: So um, <laughs> you you get kind of the impression of a voice, even though you're you're not um, hearing one. It's, I think that's really cool. And like the reason this is so cool and important. Is because the original Ace Attorney came out for the Game Boy Advance.
2: Oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah.
1: So you're working with very limited space. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they kind of pulled it off is is pretty cool. I I love yeah. the way that Ace Attorney is um has evolved based on you know the limitations of its hardware. Yeah. Um, I. I I would honestly go as far as to say that i I almost prefer i okay it's not almost I do prefer the pixel style of the original games to the remake where they uh just kind of draw everything and like they like trace over it and they like kind of smudge the the color I think they could have done a much better job to make it look pretty yeah I, just I do I like the bother. sprites
2: better the pixel sprites too yeah <laughs> the,
1: the pixel sprites are are much better because they are you know they're working with what they have, but it also looks good, right? And it's yeah. meant for a screen that has significantly less um, pixel density than yeah. than a modern screen. Like if you ever look at like uh, a CRTV or like a Game Boy Advance SP screen, right? Like yeah. you can you can see the like pixels, um, yeah. And so you get a different effect when when it's on that on that kind of screen. But even still, like Ace Attorney looks way better like in the older games than in the current ones because they just for some reason i think it's because they wanted to like stick to the style as close as possible didn't really commit that hard to doing anything with it um i think they should have either committed to just using the pixel art or committed to like very high quality like new drawings Mm -hmm. right yeah um Mm -hmm. like that would have been, I, like, in my opinion, like the way to to go about it. yeah, um, and I'm kind of sad, because like I, I will say, um, when the trilogy launched, um, and I believe it launched on uh, Switch um, or something along those lines, um, it looked, I think, even worse. On, on, <laughs> <laughs> on PC, it looks a little bit better now, I think, but uh-huh. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent confident about that, so I can't even speak on that. Um, wow. Well. But yeah, um, the visual style of it is is good, right? Um, as a as a game um, in general, as like a series. But the trilogy itself, as a remake um, or as a like HDification, I think loses a lot of the characters that the original has in a way that's kind of unfortunate. It it looks a, it like the problem to me. I think is it's just too smudgy.
2: Yeah, it looks like they kind of used a blur brush or something yeah, like that exactly. for the shading, you know, it,
1: or an airbrush. It, <laughs> it feels like the people who made the pixel art, like, knew what they were doing and, and knew how to yeah, make art. Yeah, oh, yeah, and definitely. Then it, and, and it feels like they just kind of tasked some, like, interns to do it at, like, you know, the Capcom studios or whatever. It's like, um, okay, we need a high-definition high, high definition ace attorney. Uh, and again, hey, you can draw? No? All right, you do it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a shame because the character designs of course are so strong that they kind of carry the artwork which is you know they're they're supposed to work hand in hand, you know, the design and the the quality of the art. Um, yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they thought that it wouldn't matter cuz they it's supposed to be on a small screen so you wouldn't notice if it was just a drawn know. over sprite or I don't know. <laughs> Pro- I mean,
1: the switch you can you can put into a television though.
2: Yeah. They don't I don't know what kind of excuse they came up with, but you know I don't
1: know. I don't know if they ever <laughs> explain their decision, but I like just I just don't agree with it. It just yeah. doesn't look very good. Um yeah.
2: <laughs> But the game
1: itself is fantastic.
2: I mean oh, yeah. here's
1: here's the thing though. It's like it's just and not to complain about this like too much, but like it's mm-hmm. just sad because it, in a game that is like, um, as sparse as uh as a visual novel, or um, and you know, one might argue that it's not a visual novel but a kinetic novel, um, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there's you know no branching paths, et cetera, et cetera, Right? Um, sure. It's just kind of like it's like a third of of the entire thing. Right? Oh yeah, like you definitely. Have writing, you have yes. art, and you have yes. sound. Yeah. Yep. And like those things matter a lot more when you don't have like quote-unquote like gameplay like interactive gameplay right, right. um it's not like dang and rompo where you, you just have mini games, you have mini games yeah mysteries <laughs> or whatever right you're like i gotta brain blast i gotta i gotta yeah. uh, do do a hangman crossword puzzle or else yeah. i can't brain blast <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh but the game itself is has always been uh one of my one of my favorite game series um it just has its its own unique charm to it um it works with its limitations very well it's you know there's not like a lot of interactivity but it's fun and it's written in a way that is enjoyable to read and you know as (laughs) and this is one of those things i want to touch on later right um about the like localization of it um i don't people people are very divided on the localization yeah. some people are really for it um uh-huh. and some people really dislike it um i i think i used to be in a place where i really really didn't like it but i i've kind of come around to it where um i i honestly think it's it's kind of fun um and i think part of that has been the process of like learning about translation and what it means to, to translate but Anyway, I'm gonna put a pin in that. Um let's just let's just talk very broadly about like what what characters um were your favorites? Like did uh-huh. you did you have uh, <laughs> any in particular that you really
2: liked? Uh you know, um I would say at least from the first game, probably the star of the game is more so like Miles Edgeworth. Because oh, Because he yeah, has yeah. this no, for sure. huge arc. <laughs> like he does like the yeah, most yeah, yeah. character development out of I'd say anyone in the first game. Uh mm-hmm. and so you just end up liking him a whole lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that his the like the I guess the the most likable aspects of him were came around because the one of the artists, um, Kumiko Suikane, drew a, a little comic of him liking the steel samurai. And so then his character ended up being written rather than like this hardcore prosecutor with no weaknesses to a guy that was really cute with like secret weaknesses that come right. out later on in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I love that. I- <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely one of my favorites from this game for sure. Um, uh, Gumshoe, I love as well. Oh, uh, how could you not like Gumshoe? I yeah, know, right? He, he kind of like, in the first case, he kind of starts off like, you know, a little bit hostile towards you because you know you're a defense attorney and he's he's with the prosecution or whatever. But then he really comes around later, and then he's he's like your bro in your corner. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that is one thing I yeah. really really like. Um, yeah, uh, especially about the first game is mm-hmm. that Miles Edgeworth has has a character arc, and mm-hmm. and you're right though, like he definitely is um, more of the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, than Phoenix is because Phoenix is like the viewpoint character. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. in many in many ways, he's kind of like the stand-in for for you, which yeah. is funny because I recently saw a tweet where um they showed him in in like uh, uh, a an, uh, a costume. Um, and I think it was a uh, it's like a CG from a um maybe it was part of an animation from uh, one of the later games where he's dressed as a pirate, but like because he, you can't see his hair, he just looks like a normal guy. Like he looks like a random <laughs> male NPC. <laughs> I just I I love that. That's it's so, so funny to me. I love that Phoenix is just a, a man. He's just a guy. Uh,
2: he's a dude.
1: Phoenix right. A, a dude. Um yeah, no, uh, Miles definitely has the strongest character arc and I feel like um I think that is a, a lot of what is missing from the second game um oh. because Edgeworth is not the the primary prosecutor. Um I don't know if you've ever played Ace Attorney 2, but like um Yeah, like, uh, he's not the primary prosecutor, so you don't really get a ton of him. Yeah. Um, He does show up. uh, Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I will say that um, I think the third one does a really good job of um, filling in a lot of character stuff. I think even about uh, Phoenix Wright, actually, especially. um, Mm. uh, The fact that uh, Ace Attorney 3 really dives into uh, phoenix's backstory um you get a little bit more backstory about mia which is like really cool um because she's like this tutorial character in the first game and then she yeah. dies
0: yeah and she keeps
1: showing up yeah. to like help you but she's dead yeah. and you don't really know anything about her other than oh she was actually a spirit medium also right yeah yeah and So now she can channel her herself into other people's bodies mm-hmm. um Specifically, uh, her sister's body. But, like, um, I like that Ace Attorney 3 went back and and filled that in. Um, Obviously, we're not going to talk too much about the later ones. We're just talking about the first game. Um, I have played the series somewhat extensively, um, and I have many feelings about um, Apollo Justice, uh, the Mm -hmm. fourth game, and then every game after that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's very funny because you have the first three games, and then you have... um, this, like, generation shift with Apollo Justice, and then you have another generation shift, and that one I don't necessarily agree with, but I also don't super dislike it either. Um There's some things I don't like about it, but, it, God, I, t- I need to stop talking about this. So <laughs> You can't help yourself. <laughs> I can't. I, I really can't. Um I love Ace Attorney. It, it, I mean, it's, it's one of those th- uh, games where I don't, like bring it up super often um unprompted but um is one of the series i probably have have played the most um games of or or whatever right like it's one of the it's one of the games that occupy the same like uh sphere as like fire emblem in my brain where i'm just sure. like oh i gotta play the new ace attorney game um, <laughs> i really like gumshoe as well Um uh, i think he's <laughs> one of my favorite characters Obviously, Miles Edgeworth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of the characters in Ace Attorney 1 feel a lot flatter to me than um, some of the later ones in uh, the later games, but I actually really like Damon Gant as a villain. You know, I think he's really I, that's good. That's
2: like what I was gonna say, too. Uh, it's like, outside of the main cast, I think he is one of the strongest, like, villains, yeah. but also just like the, you know, NPC, quote-unquote, cast, or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, No, he's I, awesome. I think it,
1: it's it's because, um, largely speaking, like, um the 5th case of uh Ace Attorney 1 and I've mentioned this on stream but the 5th case is um rise from the ashes I think um which is the the one that is about Damon Gant and, and the police and all that and it's a very cool case because it actually does like explore some more of the setting of Ace Attorney yeah, mm-hmm. and gives you some insight into you know the the procedural sort of uh you know uh law enforcement stuff, mm-hmm. and actually, it's very funny, because that case specifically says some very pointed things about, about law enforcement, <laughs> which I find <laughs> hilarious. Um, but, like, uh, that case was written mm, probably, like, a like I wouldn't say a decade, but like a long time, maybe a decade even, actually. Um, a long time after the rest of the game was, because it was a case that included for the DS remake of, uh, of the first Ace Attorney game which mm-hmm. um i don't know exactly what the release timeline is I, di- I didn't look it up um but uh you can tell that it's you can very clearly tell the the distinction between um the last the last case and then the like bonus case right because suddenly they're like oh by the way you can check things in three dimensions oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> The mechanics,
1: you... <laughs> the mechanics get an upgrade. The mechanics get an upgrade. The um, graphics are like, oh, it's three-dimensional. Yeah. There's like an entire sequence where you watch a video four times. Oh
2: my god, that video with the freaking music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The right mascot. <laughs> Golly. And the character yeah. designs, you can tell, too, are quite different. Oh, yeah damn. yeah for sure See, well the, rest. the thing is that mm-hmm. after the first game i
1: think they committed a lot harder to having characters that were even more
2: oh like, yeah yeah because
1: i i think they put the first game out and they're like um you know these characters are like you know uh larger than life they're pretty um distinct and mm-hmm. they have their own voice and mm-hmm. they're interesting but um they're very striking designs but they're also very like straightforward like you know um yeah mm-hmm. one note um they're not meant to like be there for a long time because they're npcs in a case
2: right and
1: mm-hmm. um it's only the characters that have uh that show up regularly that um that get more development like gumshoe and like edgeworth um or or maya or um or uh, people like that right
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but because uh, the fifth case has the benefit of being released after those those games, um, the character's are a lot more dynamic, right? You have like Damon Gant, who is absolutely a fucking vampire. Who's just like, <laughs> I'm the most intimidating he man is. you've ever met. And he sure is. You have a, a, a lunch lady who is a former detective <laughs> who is named the Cough Up Queen, and you have. A, A literal cowboy for no reason. You just have a cowboy there. Why is
2: why is he there? (laughs) A Um, man transported from the heart of Texas. (laughs) Yeah,
1: straight from
0: Texas.
2: (laughs) You have Uh, Officer Meekins. I, you know what? I love the animation that they put mm -hmm. into that case as well. It's like so. It's good. Um, Whenever Meekins slams his fist down into his into his hand, Mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh my god, it's so smooth.
1: It's, um, that's one of those things also where, uh, because, um, the next couple of games, um, have some room to build upon the formula, the animations become wild, right? Cause you know, like Phoenix has his like. You know basic animations, right? Um, yeah, he's he's just your basic lawyer man. He does the finger pointing, he does the <laughs> paper slapping.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> he has the like think think face. Yes, um, and then Edgeworth <laughs> pretty much has like the same, but like um, slightly different, um, personalized to him, of course. You know, yeah. he has a slam. He has his like um, shock face. He's like ugh. <laughs>
0: Um, his he mad has his, face, like, gritting teeth. He's like, Argh.
1: yeah, angry. <laughs> um, but then, then the prosecutors just get wilder. He's like, <laughs> um, and I, I find this a, this is very funny. Um, they, uh, very specifically, they were like, we wanted a different prosecutor for the second game because we can't just have a prosecutor who is supposed to be really good and lose every case. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we need to give Miles a break. <laughs> <laughs> poor um, miles poor miles but like reputation um, the fact, ruined <laughs> but right but the fact that like um um edgeworth and von karma are quite a lot right yeah uh they're dressed to the nines yes and then von karma is like more because he has like animations where he like slams the table and roars mm-hmm. and he like slams mm-hmm. his face on the, mm-hmm. the back wall oh or whatever. god
2: yeah <laughs> um,
1: but, like, Francisco von Karma, who is the main prosecutor of the second game, has a whip, and she has a bunch of whip animations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, uh, the prosecutor of the third game also has a, has a lot of different animations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very cool. Um, I like it a lot. And then they only get weirder from there. Um, you have Clavier in uh, the fourth game, who is uh, a rock star, so he has a lot of air guitar-like animations. <laughs> <Why>? Um <laughs> in the uh in the game after that which i believe i think is dual destinies i think that was the first game um after apollo justice um you just have a samurai (laughs) uh and then in the game after that you just have like a, a a spiritualist question mark i don't actually even really know how to describe the prosecutors in, in that game. Um, but anyway,
2: uh, I... <laughs> I feel like so much of this series is built upon the audience reacting with laughter and also confusion. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah,
0: no,
1: for sure. 100%, like, you're going to get lost at some point. You're like, okay, they're bringing a parrot in to testify. Okay, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> but you go with it. <laughs> But you go so with funny. it. And you, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I I just I, I love that. Um, it feels like by the last case they really start finding their voice with how they want to like um run this because yeah you know, yeah mm-hmm. the first case is like a little silly you know you got Larry he's very over the top um the yeah. second case I feel like is like a little more serious um mm-hmm. obviously your mentor dies um you have um uh, Mia who is like grieving the death of her sister um.
2: Maya. and i like
1: or maya yes that's right maya who's grieving the death of her sister mia mm-hmm. um and i like that you know you you can really take those moments um and they're like amplified by just how like well they work within you know um the space like they have um, a special theme for uh Maya and they have a special theme for like Maya and and her sister. I think that the the song is literally called Sisters um or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um and so whenever you they play that you're like, "Oh, wow." Um, <laughs> and then they they have this entire game where they build up uh this relationship between um Phoenix and and Maya as like um lawyer and help (laughs) i I, I don't know what to call her really like like legal counsel assistant um and then um the the end of the game actually legitimately feels like you're you're saying like goodbye it feels like the separation of two people who have um become friends with each other and yeah that's that's it's honestly it's kind of like it's kind of nice um i like that despite the fact that Ace Attorney is so over-the-top and ridiculous, they will still have like moments where characters uh, are emotional, and because like because the game is so over-the-top, p- characters can be more emotional, and it will read as, like, you know, as fine, because it's with- in line with the rest of the game. Um, mm, but you still yeah. get these, like, legitimately kind of, like, heartfelt moments, and mm-hmm. um, you have these, like, kind of, like, quiet moments where Phoenix is, like, contemplating, and he's just, like, Man, things just haven't been the same since Maya left. I I don't really want to do lawyering right now. I haven't
2: worked in three months. <laughs> I haven't worked in three months. Phoenix Mike doesn't.
1: <laughs> we may live in some kind of legal hellscape, but I guess we live in some kind of uh, vague utopia where uh, Phoenix can just not do work and pay rent for three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. all of the characters' names are puns in the original Japanese, and they get translated as, as puns somewhat differently, but, um, still the same. Like Phoenix, right? You get it. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but his, uh, Japanese name is, uh, Ryuichi Naruhodo, and Naruhodo means I understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Naruhodo. <laughs> yeah
1: um i don't i don't know any of the other ones off the top of my head but um most of them are puns um and it's it's actually very funny um i I actually really
2: like like, uh the translation work that they did into the pun into the puns and names yeah Yeah. i mean the thing is
1: that the ace attorney translation itself has a life of its own beyond the original games which i think is (laughs) honestly kind of nice and they do it in a way where it's not like you know um as ridiculous as some of the stuff that that four kids did i mean obviously there's oh, like, oh instead of like ramen we're gonna get burgers right i mean that, that makes sense though in the context of like um localizing for an american audience as well as the fact that like you know this this translation was done like a long time ago i think the translation mm-hmm. was done and I want to say two thousand like six ish or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when the the DS released. Um, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I believe the first time I watched a playthrough of Ace Attorney, I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been like twelve or or so years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or more. Actually, I might have been even younger. Now that I think about it. Anyway, um, I don't remember when that when that came out, but the translation work is very impressive, um, and it's very divisive also, because because they localize things, quote-unquote, and, like, obviously there is a, um, you know, um, there's a shorthand here uh, where, like, you know, we're talking about translating and localizing as distinct things, when in reality, like, all translation is localization, um, but yeah, I, I like the translation of, of Ace Attorney, um, and I like the, I, I think, I think the thing that really makes it work for me over something like four kids dubs is four <laughs> kids feels like such a like hostile, um, yeah. corporate It feels like thing. they have an agenda. Yeah. Yeah where it's like they they're like oh um we want to um take these japanese cartoons and market them to an american audience but they won't understand japanese cartoons because they're for a japanese audience and um obviously people just don't know what rice balls are um <laughs> and i mean to a, to a certain extent when four kids was like at its like you know um <laughs> peak uh i would say that that might actually have been true um but it is the work of people like the Four Kids Corporation that made that statement continue to be true. Right? It was a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, uh-huh. The less people are exposed to to you know new cultural things, the more they will not understand them in the future. Right? Uh-huh. So, um, the thing that gets me about um, that as a post ace attorney is ace attorney feels like it was translated by people who actually like cared about translating
2: something. Yeah, right? yeah, it feels like well intentioned. Um, it well because it
1: feels like they're they're translating it so that it will make sense to yeah. a, mm-hmm. a a Western audience, but not in a way that's that's like masking over like all of the the Japanese isms in it. Sure, so much as like um you know, people won't really understand ramen as like a thing. They're just like, why do these people keep getting ramen? but they will understand burgers right like if you if you said ramen like nowadays like i think even nowadays I, I i don't know if i would necessarily say that um it's like a wrong choice to to localize like ramen as burgers right cuz in japan it's a very like um it's a very like street uh, not street food but like a fast food like you know you go and you get something like oily and greasy and salty um for a quick meal
2: mm-hmm. um, and
1: it's like quick and cheap and then you go uh, and that's what a burger is here in America. So, um, yeah, it fulfills a similar function, and, and like it's done in a way where it's it's not so callous, right? It takes great care to make sure that things still kind of make sense within mm-hmm. the world. It's like they're translating it in a way that is still consistent with itself, which um, you cannot necessarily say for the four stumps. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it feels like it was done by by people who actually cared, um which I think is the is kind of the important thing. Um I will I will I will say this um and this is like kind of a uh and in an, in an, an, a a disclaimer I do have to make about uh Ace Attorney um whenever uh i i talk about it um at any length um but one of the people who worked on the team for ace attorney is um is is basically you know a uh sexual abuser so oh. um wait it, and on the
2: like a game dev
1: or a developer um, you know, in the game so or? so um not not one of the original Japanese devs, but one of the people who worked on the the localization team, um, who's oh. actually the the original voice of Fee- uh, Phoenix Wright, Ben Judd, is um, very much a very bad person. <laughs> um, oh, that disclaimer does does need to to be there. Um, I feel, um, and that sucks because you know, like it's just it's like it's such an I- iconic thing, um, the Phoenix Wright's objection, and to have that marred by the the person oh. behind it being like such a shit person is like
2: just like so just, he's like, the voice clip
1: um yeah like for, as much voice acting as there is right
2: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but that's his voice whenever we hear an objection from phoenix yeah yeah um that being okay. said they
1: do change voice actors um i think i don't know i don't remember when they changed them but they do change voice actors um so Anyway, that's that's just a b- disclaimer to be made about the first uh, Ace Attorney game, um, hmm. which is just like kind of like a uh, bummer, huh? Yeah. Um, it's just like always a bummer when you're like, oh, this this thing I like is really cool. Oh, no, someone's real shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as far as we know, nobody who worked on the original game like did anything like that or we at hope. least to that extent. So <laughs> at least that we know of. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we have that going for us. But like Yeah, um, Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney. Um, I would like to talk about mechanics stuff. Um sure. because I think I think we've kind of covered how just like wackadoodle the plot is. It's very, very yeah. really fun. Yes. It's very um out there. Uh, mm-hmm. you do cross examine a parrot at one point. <laughs> and it does lead you to <laughs> not lose a case. Um <laughs> Someone definitely does do a murder because they were upset at another attorney. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Shrug
1: emoji. Um, but yeah, so Ace Attorney is a uh, kinetic novel, um, I-, I guess would be the accurate way of uh, uh, categorizing it. A kinetic novel, the difference being that a kinetic novel ha- doesn't really accept like choice input um, in the same way that a visual novel does. Like A visual novel tends to have roots, whereas a kinetic novel is just one thing. Mm. um so ace attorney is a kinetic novel because like you know you there's a right and wrong answer that will progress you to the game or not right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's not like um certain other games kind of in a vague phoenix Wright ish genre i guess um like the sherlock Holmes games for instance uh you can just fail them right it won't but but like ace attorney you will just like not be able to proceed without getting the right answer so um, yeah
2: you get back to the loading screen or whatever um, that
1: being said, I think that for such a limited framework, it works really well, especially because of um, how uh, how much care was put into making sure everything worked. Um, because when you're able to convey information with very few tools, I think that's very cool. Yes, um, yes. So you can tell, because um, like, here's here's the thing, right? about video games where um, the expectation of a video game is that the adversity will increase as your skill increases. So as you become better at the video game, um, it will become harder in response. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a difficulty curve, right? That's why like the level one, uh, or the the uh, the opening boss of a JRPG has like thirty health, and then the end boss is God with nine hundred, <laughs> like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine health. Um, Ace Attorney does not have health. Well, you have health, but yeah, like your your prosecutors don't have health, right? Yeah, your entire goal is to reach the end of of the case. Um, mm-hmm. that being said, the end of the case is, uh, the um. It's interesting because it's both the like victory uh, of like getting your client declared not guilty, but it is also in Ace attorney specifically about the pursuit of truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 case ends when the truth comes out. Um, yeah, so it's a very interesting thing where the goal of the game is to get to the truth via proving your client innocent, which is funny because. Um, there are a lot of detective games that don't really feel like detective games. This feels like a detective game.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. they present you with um, a lot of evidence that you discover or that you can get out of a witness um, from questioning them or pressing them in court. And you have to link the evidence together um, right. and, and be able to present it at the right moments in order to get some kind of confession or, or to right, move to, the like, case link, forward. link the pieces. Yes, um, exactly.
1: I, I like that there's a prosecutor there as well to provide counter arguments. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's really fun. I think that's a part of what really makes Ace Attorney so, so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it is the primary way in which Ace Attorney expresses its difficulty. Um, yeah. And it is actually, it's actually kind of a very subtle thing um, because I didn't notice it until someone pointed this out. Um, I, I don't remember when, but I watched a YouTube video about like, um, some, of the, the better, uh, like, some of the best villains in games. And um, somebody basically mentioned that Manfred von Karma is a great villain because his power level is off the charts for the game you're in. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, so to, to kind of like explain this, um, when you do your first case, it's a tutorial case. So your entire thing is literally just learning how to play the game. So, Winston Payne basically makes almost no objections. Mm-hmm. Um, he will only ever respond, like, at the end of a cross-examination segment um, to usher in the next one. Whereas, Miles Edgeworth will interject and, like, shut you down. He'll, he'll like, object. He'll be like, that's really... Uh, that's, that's not how that works, Phoenix. You know, that's... This is... This is ridiculous. You can't just mm-hmm. say that, right? hmm So, y- we've actually been presented... With a power scale. Yeah,
0: you, know? mm-hmm. you
1: have somebody who will not object to you at all, and then you have somebody who will, and will shut you down. Right? Yeah. and it's like slightly to-
2: above your level. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, and then you get to Manfred von Karma at the very end of the game, after you've been, like, you know, um, learning Miles Edgeworth and, like, um, going back and forth with him. You get to Manfred von Karma, who is, like, so difficult. Because he's, like, miles edgeworth but more he won't yeah. let you talk yeah. he will shut you down at every opportunity he overpowers the judge mm-hmm. <laughs> um he prepares his witnesses like uh-huh. very tightly so they don't release information and then uh-huh. when you try to yeah. press them for information he shuts yep. you down right yep, yep. Mm-hmm. so then you're presented with like the the end of the power scale right you're like this yeah. is the final boss of the game yeah and you can tell it's the final boss of the game intuitively because he's so hard to crack.
2: Yeah, and the uh, uh, when you have your little life bar, um, the consequences are a lot more dire when you present the wrong evidence. Um, and it al- it's also a lot trickier because the-, the case itself is a lot more complicated by this point. Um, it's taken right. a lot more turns than previous ones. Um, I'm trying to think of which one it was that we failed out of <laughs>
1: I think we found the last case. I think the last case is the hardest one in the game.
2: <laughs> the the um, Von Karma one?
1: No, no, no. The uh, the extra one. The uh, the Damon the, Gantt one. The
2: Damon Gantt one? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that, that that case is super, super hard. Um, it's actually very funny because um, that's that's actually the next thing, which is I like that um, the last case, the last last case, the bonus yeah. case, um, you are less fighting Miles Edgeworth and more fighting Damon Gantt.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah
1: you're actually working with edgeworth at certain points yeah. to to bring, you know, gant down. And like it's really great because um first you first of all you get a an antagonist that is not um the prosecutor, but is yeah. somebody who is very entangled with the law and um uh, like structural power, right? Mm-hmm. Damon Gant I think is one of the best like representations of how to present impact in a video game um in any kind of like video game right yeah here's here's the thing right where like Von Karma controls the courtroom he's he's basically judge jury and executioner and Mm -hmm. he will stop you at all costs and it is you're on the ropes at all times like the the verdict is always almost about to be declared yeah Um, and it's just the very like um out there things that happen that like throw him off um the power of friendship right um (laughs) that can overturn him a parrot Um, but damon gant is really scary in the context of the game because he has control over the game
2: Uh uh-huh right
1: (laughs) um this is uh for instance what makes uh monica an amazing villain that's what i was thinking too (laughs) yeah where yeah she, can- she controls the game itself and you have to mm-hmm. go outside of-, of the game to actually complete it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Damon Gant does this thing where he just sits there and he blinks at you and you cannot progress the game. He's, he's stopping you. He's <laughs> stopping you from progressing. He's stopping you from interacting in the only way you are allowed to do so and you cannot go until, until he allows you to go. Yeah. Right? Um, and he stops the background music. at will he's just like i'm done with this yeah and i don't know if there is really like there are very few games to me that within their own framework like present how like just how big the power level difference is Mm -hmm. um and as effectively within, like, a limited scope, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, Final Fantasy VII is actually pretty good about this, where, you know, you have Sephiroth, and he's, like, an NPC you can fight with, and he's, like, god, basically, because, you know, you're, like, a puny little idiot with, like, 10 HP, and he's, <laughs> like, ah, 999 damage, 999 damage. Um, and then you fight him at the end of the game, and you feel like you've, you've grown um, because he's uh, been established as a powerful character, right? Um, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, or, like, any, any way in which the mechanics of the game are like, directly tied to um, the story, right? Because that's where video games, I think, are like mm, the Gucciest, right? Um, I've brought this up in the past, but uh, one of my favorite levels in all of the Fire Emblem series is the uh, level in Fire Emblem Awakening where um, all of the troops on the enemy team are demoralized, so their stats go down every turn Mm mm-hmm um because like it's following a very like dramatic um scene and i I think it's um i that's done maybe maybe the best in in all of the games um i also like um three houses has something like this where in certain routes um uh okay i I say in certain routes i'm pretty sure it's only the blue lions route specifically um when you fight edelgard if you put your main character um in her attack range she won't actually attack first until you in- engage. And mm. I think that's really cool. But she will attack any other character. Yeah. Um that kind of stuff tells a lot of story in like very limited amount of like Yeah. Game. Yeah. And it's so good. I love that so much. And yeah. Ace Attorney is like a masterclass at doing this. Like <laughs> intentionally or not, um I mean I I have to assume it intentionally, right? Um, but like sure. they understand how to ramp up the power scale of a game that does not have traditional mechanics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't have attack power. You don't have uh spells. The only thing you have is navigating the the game itself. Um, mm-hmm. and a character like Damon Gantt can just stop you at will.
2: Hmm. I think that's really cool. I think it's uh they they just understand the way that this game feels and works and uh and that is why they can so masterfully manipulate the different mechanics and and also the pacing of the game in order to make you really feel the impact um, mm-hmm. and it's it's i mean you can. I don't know. You could criticize it for being a lot of reading, but it's really, really very charming and very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this is all
1: to say that like the the writing of Ace Attorney is very good.
2: Oh, it's amazing! It's so entertaining, and it it gives you the feels when it wants to give you the feels, and and yeah, I think it's great.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, a small aside, but one thing I do find really funny is that um, the first game was, like, localized, like, very, um, very explicitly, like, it, instead of Tokyo or whatever, it takes place in Los Angeles, um, California, um, mm-hmm. which is, um, I think, I think they say LA, but they they definitely say, like, America. Um, yeah. <laughs> or something of the sort, but that, I'm pretty sure that's where all the Japanifornia jokes come from, um, mm-hmm. the fact that it's supposed to take place in, in LA.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and, I like I I think it's really actually very funny that every game past the first one seems to get more and more Japanese and then they have to fight figure out ways to work around it. <laughs> um, in
0: uh-huh. the second
1: game, um the place Maya comes from is called Crying Village and that it's like a it's like a traditional like um Japanese village or a very like traditionalist village where like yeah. um Um, you have to take a bus to get there, uh, it's, like, out in the middle of nowhere, there's, like, waterfalls and nature around, and that, um, makes sense in a Japanese context, right? Um, anywhere that the, the trains don't reach is, is somewhere that's gonna be a little bit more rural. Uh, it makes absolutely zero sense in, in an American context for there just to be, like, a Japanese village, like, nearby. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I think it's very funny. Like, Karein yeah. Village is um, definitely where they had to to put some flex in to make it work. Yeah. Um How do we
2: do this, guys?
1: And, <laughs> and it gets funnier in the later games when they go to a Japanese high school, and they're like, this is just what a high school looks like, guys. And you're like, this is not what a high school looks like.
2: It's a private school. <laughs> I do
1: think that in... Um, in the later games, uh the localization strays away from being so explicit about location. Um which is I, which honestly I think works just because it's um I I don't know how explicit the ex- um locations were in uh the original game to begin with. Sure. Um the expectation is is of course that it takes place in Tokyo and that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time you know, it's not neces. It doesn't neces. Like we we're existing in a fantasy world where the law is like a three day maximum.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Right. Um. It, we can suspend our disbelief a little bit further. It's fine. You can just make up a a fantasy, a, or a fake you know city wherever. It, it's not that of that much concern to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where uh, one of the games is literally about Phoenix's like uh, ancestor who does lawyering in like Meiji era Japan, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hum, hum.
2: how do we um, localize that game, this? Way,
1: <laughs> that game, by the way, has uh, never been never been translated. Um, well,
2: it, there you go. We don't localize it. <laughs> yeah. I mean it may <laughs> it
1: may be coming. Um I think really? some, some leaks uh said that it might be coming. Um, oh! Th- that one's called Daigyakuten Saiban. Uh, but in any case, um I mean I, I apparently there were a couple of reasons for for it not being um localized immediately. It's kind of a shame. I, I <laughs> there are some Ace Attorney games that I just like wish we had, like that one obviously and um what was the other one? uh ace attorney investigations two we never got that one we never got an official release of that one oh. more although we did we did get ace <laughs> attorney investigations one um which i did play all the way through and mm-hmm. um speaking of power scaling that's a really weird one. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because ace, of, ace attorney investigations feels a lot more like a, a, a regular detective game um uh, or, like, a point-and-click adventure. Actually, well, it's because you, you it is a point-and-click adventure. You, like, move That's miles true. around yeah. the screen and stuff. Yeah. Um. But the final boss of that one is uh Wild. I think it's probably... He's technically the most powerful character in the Ace Attorney universe. Um, oh. <laughs> and I won't spoil it because I... I think we're going to play it. Okay. <laughs> I think we should play it. Um... <laughs> I'm down, but man, uh, it's something. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. like Ace Attorney goes
0: some places, but this goes places. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: uh, I, I I mean, we touched on like the the art a little bit, um, and how the the pixel animation was better. Um, the art style is obviously very iconic, very striking, um, but the animations themselves are actually also really good. Um, mm-hmm. That's like. It's one thing to have good art. It's another thing to have good animation. And Ace Attorney has good animation.
2: Yes. 100%. Um,
1: They have, like, a lot of these uh, idle animations and um, different ranges of motion. Um, Like, Meg Meekins has this thing where he just, like, slaps his hand into his other
2: hand. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it looks very good. It looks good. They... You can tell that they it, it looks smoother because they obviously had more frames of animation right, in that right. in that bonus case or whatever. But even the I guess the the older animations for the original, I don't know, the the original cases. Oh yeah. Um they they include like just enough frames for you to just, you know, you you readily understand what's going on. Um it yeah, might not be smooth, yeah, yeah. but like, you know, it's it's it... readable and and good.
1: This is actually something of a lost art, really, um, Mm -hmm. because of the increasing fidelity of of games. Um, We're well past the point where, uh, you know, you have to make a game that fits on a cartridge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, Or fits on a cartridge that is, like, very small, right? Like a Game Boy cartridge. But it's it's somewhat of a lost art, this Game Boy uh, Advance era of animation. Where yeah. you have just enough to be able to express things, you um, know, mm-hmm. in, in a way that is uh, abstractable enough to be read uh, easily, but not like stop motion or whatever, right? Right. Like, yeah. If you see the the original Pokemon games, like they're pretty stilty, right? Like they, you can tell they could have done with a couple more frames. Mm-hmm. And by the Game Boy Advance era, they have a lot more frames to work with. Obviously, mm-hmm. not all of them. But um, the animations really come alive um, in in a way. Um, you're not you, you don't have to use as much of your imagination um, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, right? Yeah. Um, and Ace Attorney and Ace Attorney and Fire Emblem are really great examples of this, where they move like pixel animated characters in very limited ways that express things very dynamically. Mm-hmm. Um, And they know and they know when to cut the sound in too. Like mm-hmm. the sound design of Ace Attorney is very good. I mentioned the little like boop, 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 boop thing where they each have like a, a voice, despite the yeah. fact that um, only the objection lines for certain characters uh, are voiced. Yeah, because <laughs> um, they can't fit more voices. Voice like sound files are huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Ah, sound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, I talked a little bit about um before how the uh they have voices mm-hmm, um, but the rest of the sound is actually also like really good, right it's punchy yeah. it it yeah. it's um it tells um everything it needs to, like the desk slamming sounds, yeah <laughs> really, really choice um
2: <laughs> the impact sounds whenever the the antagonist gets caught in their lie. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I also really like that, uh, and this is this is actually. Um, so the music, obviously, for Race Attorney is very good. Um, I yes. think it's very, very well. Some of the the best like soundtrack ing to a game, um, just in general. Um, oh, it's so good, and it loops so
2: really well. Good. You yeah know, like you don't get tired sure. of really listening to it
1: yeah it loops really well, and it um they make variations and they ramp it based on yeah uh yeah, um what is uh what's happening mm-hmm. um, like they have different levels of excitement in in the piece for um different parts of of the trial when mm-hmm. you've really got someone on the ropes you you feel good, and you can tell that you're doing well because the like turnabout music is playing. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that's, that's another thing too, um, is that Ace Attorney actually has a lot of very little subtle things about it that make it very good at conveying information. Um, like how the music stops when you object successfully. Mm hmm. Um, you can immediately tell whether or not you've got it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you, you just feel it, and and then the judge will yeah, react, it's, and it's like,
1: well, <laughs> well, you you feel it on an uh, on an intuitive level. If yes. if like the first frame of dialogue goes and the music is still playing, you're like, oh yeah. no, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't
2: overturn anything, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Um.
1: Uh. Actually, this is also why I think the the Damon Gant being able to stop the music is, um, really intimidating it's yeah. because it's it's usually a thing only you can do
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: right um you, you're the one who kind of sets the pace of the game normally right you mm-hmm. get to choose how fast you do uh, yeah. you read through the stuff and um mm-hmm. when to present evidence etc 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 there are some like minor gripes i have with the game uh like some of the clues and um ways to get to those things is a little unintuitive especially if um, okay. If you figure something out too early and you try to link something, um, oh
2: god, that is sometimes the worst. it is sometimes <laughs> it is
1: just actually harder than if you had not yeah. known to begin with. Yeah. Um, which means sometimes we just get stuck because we're like, ah, oh, how do we connect these pieces? We're like, well, this makes yeah. sense. This makes sense. Yeah. I guess we'll just try them all <laughs> until until we get one. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um.
2: That's actually that's
1: I. When I, when I really think about it, that might be the only, like, huge gripe I have with a game. Um, I would say so, I, too.
2: Yeah. Mechanics-wise, yeah. that's the only Mechanics uh, issue yeah, that yeah. I had. Yeah, um, But that's so hard to, you know, especially for a game like this, where you're supposed to piece things together. Um, yeah. I feel I think, like most mystery games run into that problem.
1: I, th- I think you're right. And I think that um, Ace Attorney is pretty good in that it gives you enough clues to figure things out on your own. Mm-hmm um i like that you're you're kind of able to and it's not that you can piece together everything from the start although you know once you have all the evidence you you can pretty get a pretty clear picture of it um unless you're in the first few cases where they just show you who did it <laughs>
0: <Damn>. <laughs> yeah
1: um but I I like that they give you enough clues, and those clues are, like, actually part of a a well-written mystery. So Mm -hmm. you can actually be like, oh, I see. This might have been used for this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes it feel really satisfying when you figure something out right before Phoenix does. You're like, oh, I'm (laughs) so smart. (laughs) I think that's very cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. When a um, mystery game can help you feel smart, that's that's well yeah, written. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean I I, I I kind of joked about this on the episode about Sherlock Holmes, but like Phoenix Wright is a really good Sherlock Holmes game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because it gives you all the pieces and it says figure stuff out.
2: Um, yeah, unless and- you get an updated autopsy report.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
2: Miles coming in like <laughs>
1: Oh, haven't you heard? <laughs> it's time to update the autopsy report. God, and you're like, no. Well, what I is- mean that it's funny though, but like again, that kind of goes back to um, the uh, the way that characters are power scaled, right? The fact that Edgeworth can just come in and update your evidence to mean something else. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does give him an amount of power over you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very cool. right well um i don't really have more to say about this game um i have a lot more to say about the other games but um if i continue talking my voice will will give out because it's been a little while since i've um, (laughs) recorded an episode been a little while since i've talked this much um so why don't we uh why don't we wrap up sure
2: i think that's a pretty good place to tie it all up
1: all right uh who are you where can we find you on the internet
2: I am swan, also known as Renu. You can find me on uh, Twitch and um, Instagram and Twitter and all of that um, at swan.drawn. My Instagram is swan.drawn um, because it's so hard to get unified branding these days. And Ain't that um, the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've had a better time of it than me, thankfully. I, um, I have, yes. Yeah, which is great. I, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, on my Twitch, we are streaming Monster Hunter Rise this weekend. Otherwise, um, I usually do art and commissions and stuff. So, if you like any of that stuff, come come check it out.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, you yep. can find me all the places at Literal Soup. Speaking of unified branding, uh, <laughs> I am not really sure what I will be up to. I am going to do my best to start streaming uh semi regularly again. Um, I have some work deadlines to to finish up before I can do that, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh all in all, I uh yeah, I'm looking forward to being back home, you know.
2: Ah, that's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think I have anything super pressing um beyond that. So, nice.
0: Mm. All <laughs> right.
1: Well, uh our opening is by Scotty Network and our ending is by Takuma Okada. And the Patreons we are thanking this month are Evan Williams, Magpie Miratus, uh Cherubel, Sean Dow, Frostfall, uh, Claire West, Undead Uncanny, uh, and Dylan Boots. Thank you so much for wow, your support. Thank you. We couldn't make the podcast without you.
2: Oh!
1: <laughs> and just as a reminder, we do have a Twitter account at AbsoluteCast, and a, we have a Discord account. And if you pay attention to those things, you'll get updates about where where we're at. Um, like, like this one where it's late.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we also have discussions about, you know, anime in general, or just like media that we're involved in that we want to. Yeah, chat yeah. With other folks I mean, it's it,
1: it, it's a nice place to to talk about uh, stuff that I didn't get to talk about on the podcast, um, like stuff that I missed, but also like stuff that just like, we're not covering in the topic. You know, it's nice. Oh yeah, or
2: people will like recommend stuff for us, like manga. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So that's, that's cool too. Um, <laughs> I am
1: looking forward to recording the episode about this season because oh me too is quite a juicy
2: <laughs> it's <world> wild <laughs> for various reasons yes
1: um, oh boy uh anyway thank you so much for listening um, Yeah.
0: <laughs> i guess i guess
1: we'll just uh we'll see you next time
2: see you next time
1: Ooh, i should play the next character
2: Oh yes, of course!
0: だね